Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Well, it's been a memorable day one of mandatory minicamp. And our ears and eyes on the scene, our buddy Matt Perino from the Syracuse Post-Standard, NewYorkUpstate.com, The Shout Podcast. Joining us now... Normal, normal, quiet afternoon in Orchard Park. Matt, what is going on with Steph Diggs? My brain is short-circuiting, guys. <laughs> I was just telling, uh, I was out there trying to, you know, cover practice. And we were getting report after report. And obviously, Sean McDermott set this thing up at the beginning, you know, saying that Diggs wasn't there. So, I mean, he didn't want, and he specifically said he didn't want to get any further into it. But you left out a pretty important piece for this whole thing, and then he's actually in Buffalo, and he was at the facility, apparently. So it's just been a wild goose chase all day. And then Josh Allen comes out and spends 10 minutes just talking about this as much as he could. I mean, he didn't want to speak for Stefan Diggs. I kind of respect that. Um, but, yeah, it's just trying to fit the pieces together here and figure out what the actual problem is. He wants to be here, Josh says. There's no problem, apparently, between Diggs and Allen. So, you know, what is the problem? And, you know, you go back to last season, and we, we talked about, you know, that Super Bowl week when Stephon Diggs did all that media. And it's why we continuously, throughout the offseason, at the owners' meetings, at the combine, you know, at the draft, at, the, at, at rookie camp, and then OTAs, why we continue to have with Stephon Diggs. And, and from the Bills, it's been it's hunky-dory. When Diggs gets here, it's going to be all great. Well, that apparently wasn't the case. And now I, you just start to wonder, was this something that could have been handled earlier? Like, it seems like everybody's been in contact with Diggs. Vaughn said he talked to him two weeks ago. And if you remember, Vaughn Miller said, oh, I think he's going to be here at mandatory minicamp. Yeah. And, and obviously he is here, and there's this whole level to the conversation. But it's, it's, it's very it – may, it may be a non-story. And that's one of the things, too, that Josh and Vaughn said. Like, the media is going to make this a big deal. <laughs> I don't know if it's the media that's making it a big deal. I think everybody else involved in the in the story is making it a big deal. Right. Um, but it's not a big deal to them, apparently. And so we'll see. So if John, if Diggs is – here's my thing. Fast forward to St. John Fisher. Diggs shows up. It's all systems go. They figure all other stuff. You're right. Like this is – it kind of becomes more of a non-story. But there's also a history here, guys. This is a guy that left his last team and, and told all of us, Bills fans, media, everybody, that he was just misinterpreted. And it was, uh, you know, that situation deteriorated because he didn't feel like, you know, people were being truthful with him, you know, about his role and about his, his place with the team. And, you know, reading between the lines with what Josh, Josh was talking about today, I wonder if there's not a little bit of that yes. going on here. And maybe that's why 
they have to iron this all out. It's funny, Matt, because you say that they don't want to make a big deal out of it, and Sean McDermott doesn't want to make deal a big deal out of it. Then why would you make Josh Allen and Von Miller available today? I know that there was media availability, but clearly they're going to get peppered with questions, and they're not going to shut them down the way Sean McDermott attempted to shut it down originally. I mean, from a PR standpoint, this is kind of a miss by the Buffalo Bills, right? Certainly not what the coach wants to do with his quarterback, his best player on offense and his best player on defense, and uh, letting the media have their way in terms of uh, you know peppering them with questions about a teammate who's not there. Yeah, and I think um, I didn't um, specifically, but I do think some people asked for Brandon, uh, and he wasn't made available. Now, he did just talk last week, so I'm not super surprised about that, but I think that would have probably been with everything going on here. When Bean said last week when he did his press conference, he said he, he was given no indication that Diggs would, would not be here or anybody wouldn't be here. So I think maybe like going there instead of like, yeah, it, it kind of felt like Allen was kind of, you know, just let out there to, to handle it all. And, and part of that comes with being the franchise quarterback and, you know, uh, taking that bigger step, that bigger role in, within the organization but, yeah, it's just – and, Vaughn, I, I love talking to Vaughn Miller. Like, I always enjoy his press conferences because he says a lot of things. But sometimes he says a lot of things, and, you know, he's asked, being asked questions, and I don't know if he's answering many of them. He's just he's going on and, like, talking about some other things and wanting to win the Super Bowl. And it's like, that's the last thing that we're ever going to question, media or fans alike, that Vaughn Miller wants to win a Super Bowl. We know you said that probably 3.5 million times since he got here last year. So, um, yeah, it's just been a crazy day. And, oh, by the way, Dawson Knox gets injured during practice, and that's going to be fourth or fifth on my priority list here in the next four hours. Yeah, I mean, Dawson Knox, and I'll, I'll get to that uh, in a second. Uh, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest. So, okay, so what we can kind of surmise, Diggs is in town, which makes that unusual from the get-go. Was there, was at the facility this morning. Matt meets with McDermott and Bean and then leaves. Something happened in that meeting. So I guess assumption number one, we can cross off money on the list, correct? And then part two of the question, could it be the coaching staff? Where does Chad Hall kind of play into this? You I mean, as we're kind of speculating what Diggs may be, uh, may be not happy about here. Yeah, I mean, that was always those, a couple of these assistant coaches that have left the last couple of years. It's, you know, it's been interesting, you know, how this last um, Keith Carwell after the 13 seconds, and then obviously Chad Hall last year, and a very frustrated with Stephon Diggs, and you know the changeover to Ken Dorsey, and he was very complimentary of Dorsey throughout the season. So, but obviously things changed over the course of the year with what he thought the offense was doing to be successful, and that's one thing that he has been on about. He thought in the back of the season. It was just too hard. They weren't winning the same early in the season when the offense was much closer, at least his scope. Um, you know, Chad Hall is a part of it. You wonder, you know, there's all this stuff out there, uh, that, this research that, you know, first-year play callers, maybe the decision handing it over to Ken Dorsey after Brian Dable had all this success, maybe, maybe that didn't sit right with him. But, again, I hate to even try to figure it out or, or guess on this stuff because he still hasn't – talk to anybody about any of this so yeah i think you know probably want to figure it out what's what's his role and there's another thing guys for me and thinking about what might be his problem how many headlines 
have there been since February about DeAndre Hopkins? And I wonder, this is something that I've always mentioned as a part of all of this, when they were talking about like interest with the Bills and Hopkins, how that would sit with Diggs. Because he left Minnesota and kind of forced his way out of there because he wanted to be the top dog. He didn't want to share that superstar wide receiver spot with Adam Thielen. And they were very good friends. And so, I don't know, maybe is that a piece of this? Like, is your plan to go out and get another receiver? Is that going to take away from targets? Who knows? I mean, there's a million different roads we can take here as to what the actual problem is. I want to I want to press you on this one, Matt, because this was uh, a quote from his trainer. Uh, his trainer, Myron Flowers, uh, tells the NFL on Fox uh, that that Diggs was so focused on winning a Super Bowl, feels the organization took a step back last year, and you know the the idea that the, the meeting that they had today could have been a meeting where they have a conversation. Steph challenging Bean and McDermott on what the plan is. What did you guys find? after evaluating last season to figure out what we need to do and what do I need to do. Do you think that there's a possibility that that meeting between three alphas all in a room, all competitive guys, all guys that want to win, that that there was some challenges being made and and some things that were said that were probably not exactly what what Diggs wanted to hear? I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of like... That's interesting. I hadn't seen that yet. And just kind of internalizing it right now, Sean McDermott is a very fiery guy. He is a, to his credit, he is a great player's coach. But he also has a very hard line on expectations for the team. And I think he kind of saw that come out in his press conference today. When, when he went as far, usually he, he, he'd throw that last line out first. Like, I'm not going to get too far into the details on that. But he made sure to say that he was concern about this whole situation there was a you know i don't know the word he didn't he didn't feel it wasn't a normal press conference with him so yeah it, could there be some problems ideology wise like you know changing things and, and maybe step on digs demanding assurances that certain things will be in place and and just a general disconnect between a defensive head coach and a star on the offensive side of the ball when really there's kind of like a CEO on that side of the ball and Dorsey now, formerly what was Dable. I don't know. There's so many interesting little like parts to all of this and figuring it out. I mean, it's, it's hard because even when Diggs does show up and that could be tomorrow, right yeah, guys, like right. he could, he's in town. He, he's probably going to be there tomorrow. I would not be shocked. Um, what's he going to actually say? How much is he going to let everybody in on all of this? Because at times he has been, very um, introspective and he's talked a lot about different things but obviously it's something that this is very like it's a deep enough problem to have caused the kind of stir that it did today Um, and yet I don't know I I guess I'm only talking from the media perspective like I've never played professional sports and I can't put myself in that spot of understanding the you know just feeling the time slipping away as you're in this like really great situation to try to win a Super Bowl and you've been so close and it hasn't worked out but I also kind of at the same time look around the league and I'm wondering if Diggs doesn't look around the league and see a bunch of other situations that he could potentially be in and it not be as good like if he was out there like Hopkins right now trying to figure out what's best between the Titans and the Patriots I bet you DeAndre Hopkins would trade places with Diggs in a heartbeat but I, I, I guess I can't speak for him because I'm not a high-level, top-five wide receiver in the NFL. So 
one thing we can rule out here, too, in addition to the money, the idea that Diggs is trying to force his way out of Buffalo, even if he thought that, Matt. I mean, I mean, for the, the people that joke, oh, the cap isn't real. I mean, it would be next to near impossible uh, to get Diggs with all the dead money that he would be owed. So, ultimately... This is just kind of like when everybody realizes, hey, you're you're stuck together here, whether that's, you know, tomorrow, whether that's at St. John Fisher, whether it's later in camp. Ultimately, you just think everybody take a deep breath and reconvene here. Yeah, I mean, that 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 would be my thought. And also, Josh kind of alluded that to that today. Like he he doubled down and tripled down, I think, a couple times in the press conference said Diggs wants to be in Buffalo. And so I think it's just about maybe getting some assurances and, and having some heated conversations. I think, I don't know, maybe Brandon and Sean thought, you know, time here heals all wounds and Diggs shows up and everything will be fine. And, you know, sometimes it's not like that for everybody. Like, everybody's different. And Diggs has obviously held on to this. I mean, he's held on to it so much that, you know, there's been the cryptic tweets. There's been all the uh, flirtations with, you know, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, his brother plays there. He's done, you know, media interviews or podcasts over the course of the offseason. Whenever that's brought up, he's, he's very keen on saying that. And it's like almost the opposite of the Von Miller approach, where it's like, I love Buffalo at every turn. Like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to – that's kind of like – that's been toned down from Diggs over the years. And, 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 and it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, he's had experiences, and, and he, they've had hard finishes. I mean, this is the same guy, guys. Like – when you step back from it, and, and I get Bill's fans' frustration with all of this, knowing that you have a Super Bowl contender and this is the kind of stuff you're talking about in June, I get the frustration. But remember that picture that will last for generations of digs on the field in Kansas City watching them celebrate going to the Super Bowl. Like, in a lot of ways, I don't know if he's ever recovered from that. I mean, it's, it's kept that chip on the shoulder, and it, when you get closer and you get closer and it keeps – time goes by and and, and maybe it feels like you aren't getting any closer. I can understand the angst and the, you know, urgency as a guy that's now 30 years old, wanting to know, all right, I'm all in on this year, but are you all in and do you have a plan and what is it? And maybe things got to get mixed up uh, in those conversations. And I'll flip it as well. I mean, maybe the meeting this morning between Bean McDermott and Stefan Diggs was more about the antics of the end of last year of Stefan Diggs, the sideline antics, the getting in McDermott's ear, the pacing up and down and, and kind of being ignored by his teammates, the leaving of the locker room, all of that stuff. Maybe it was a come to Jesus with Bean and McDermott trying to corral Stefan Diggs and, get him to kind of fall in line with what they expect when you have a guy like Stefan Diggs who's just going to be who he is. Yeah, and I think it was Vaughn even who said that he was asked about today uh, what he says to teammates when if anybody were to ask, like, well, what's going on with Diggs? And he said, well, I'd tell him, mind your business. And the reason for that is, like, Different guys get different treatment within the organization. Sure. I mean, you know, Stefan Diggs is a, you know, he's the, the straw that stirs the drink, you know, outside of Allen. Like, obviously, Allen is the, the big dog on offense. Nothing works without him. But, you know, for everything else, and, and Allen mentioned it today, this doesn't work without Diggs. Like, that's, that's why this thing has been so successful the last couple of years. So I think you've, you're you McDermott. You've probably had to take a different tactic with him over the years. And even we saw it a little bit last year with the sideline exchange between the two of them and, you know, having to kind of hold them and, and kind of settle them down as he was obviously frustrated in that one game. 
um, it's it's probably an evolving dynamic, and um, who knows? I mean, when you get into a a room and, and you start exchanging ideas, whatever that looks like, I could see there being some type of blow up. But again, we don't know the details of it. All right, so Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, there was a practice today. You were in attendance. What is this about Dawson Knox going down? Oh, man, tough uh, tough scene there for a moment. Um, he was uh, kind of got ended up one-on-one with Taylor Rapp near the goal line, uh, pass from Josh Allen, and Rapp made a really good play on it, defensive play, knocks the ball down. Um, Kyer Elam, though, was coming in hot, like late in the play, and I don't think Knox saw him and came coming in and collided with Knox, who immediately went down and grabbed his leg. I mean, some some people thought that it might have been his knee. I don't really want to speculate. It, it was something on his leg. And he was down for a moment, got off, off the field with trainers, and they kind of took a look at him for a few minutes. And then he kind of stood up and walked around on it. Um, and then trainers kind of left him, and he walked up the sideline and kind of rejoined his teammates. He never practiced the rest of the time, but he did rejoin. He wasn't going off to get further tests or anything like that, so that's probably a good sign. But definitely one of those ones where, all right, your $12.5 million tight end after you just drafted Dalton Kincaid and we talked about all these 12, 12 personnel uh, potential with this offense. It's like, yeah, you, you kind of take a deep breath there if you're a Bills fan. But it seemed like you, know, you never want to speculate on these kinds of things either, but he looked like he was in good spirits at the end there. Uh, we'll see if uh, there's any update in the next couple of days. All right. So, what do we know? We're going to be able to to check out uh, tomorrow as sessions re- you know resume here, and we we know that history has kind of shown that that usually coaches will kind of cut these short for the players and let them go about their way. Do you expect that Sean McDermott will do that, or does the digs wrinkle change everything in terms of what the schedule looks like now? That's a good question. Like maybe something I I could see a scenario where they where he does kind of go away from his traditional approach and ha- and have it only because you know there's a lot of new faces and a lot of important spots and getting that extra day you know mostly the starters are coming back but there's some key depth guys new additions on the offensive and defensive line you know rap the whoever's going to be the middle linebacker um james cook now is you know projected to be probably the starter with them um and if Diggs isn't there trent Sherfield, deontay hardy getting a lot more work so I could see them extending it a day. It would not surprise me. But then again, like that's also kind of like a nice thing to do, let them get out early uh, and then you know, pack up shop until camp. Do we have a, an emergency pod or anything like that? When's the next one uh, dropping here, Matt? Tonight, um, i got to go to the bullpen. Ryan Talbot's in Allegheny on a school field trip <laughs> okay. with the kiddos. Uh-huh. He picked a hell of a day for it, huh? Yeah. Um, we're bringing in. Uh, I'm sorry, Gene. I should have. I should have had you come on. Sorry. Yeah, you can't oh, see him. He's, sil- he's silently sobbing, weeping internally. You know, I, I went. That. I went to wing nuts. You know, and I did not like. You know, <laughs> campaign behind or hold up a sign or anything oh, like that. No, here we go. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> if only we would have had this conversation a couple hours ago before I booked my um, my tag my my fill in. Sorry about that, Gino. Uh, Brett X. Uh, from Syracuse.com is going to be in for the show. Um, I'll send I'll, I'll send you a nice emoji or something, Gino. I don't know. I'm sorry. We'll tune in. No, we love Brent. He's a Syracuse yeah. guy. We get yeah. it. Yes, indeed. No, we're going to talk about all this uh, in detail. Uh, I'm writing about uh, Josh Allen's presser uh, here over the next hour, and then we'll probably be live in the five to six hour. Much like Josh Allen feels about Steph Diggs, we effing love you, man. Appreciate you giving us some time here this afternoon. We know how busy you are. 
That's right back at you, boys. Have yeah. a good week. Matt right, Perino of the Syracuse Post Standard and the Shout Podcast. Our ears and eyes at Bill's Minicamp in Orchard Park. Yeah, that's um, the mystery continues. But I think we can kind of like, you know, it, it, it's a difference in philosophy, right? No question. Yeah, that, that's what this it's, is. It's Diggs being Diggs. Ultra competitive, right? And in a way, the Bills, in handling it the way they've handled it, they've they've given him this runway to be ultra competitive. We want 100 guys like Steph Diggs. We wished guys cared. We want 100 guys that care as much as Stephon Diggs cares. So what was that meeting this morning? What was it? Was it Diggs challenging being a McDermott? Or was it being a McDermott challenging digs was a mcdermott but, talking down the digs a combination uh, I mean, of all like, yeah. i mean like it didn't go well because he's not there and mcdermott wasn't happy and something you know it, like i could speculate that digs probably went in there as his trainer you, you know comments here this this quote from his his trainer myron flowers uh who tells the nfl on fox the frustration not knowing I think it'd be good that he's there at minicamp. They open up a conversation on what the plan is. He wants to know what the plan is. Like, Diggs cares so much. He's he's pulling Bean and McDermott into a meeting and saying, all right, we went backwards last year. What are we doing this year? How are we better? Show me how we're better. The also thing, and, and Cover One is pointing this out, like Diggs' production at the end of the year went off a cliff. It was he was targeted less. Uh, he got one touchdown in the last six weeks. What happened there? And you could say part of it is well, that's the weather. It's the opponent. It's the the, the course of the game. But if the season's kind of going sideways as it kind of did, where the Bills were limping home at the end, I and then there's I think also the off field stuff that we don't really talk about, but there was plenty of off field drama. For the Buffalo Bills last year. Well, that's the other thing, too, because we read the same rumors that you read. We don't talk about that because sometimes we don't want to get sued, right? You got to verify stuff. But if there's any truth to any one of those rumors, I could see why that might be coming if up. If you have that days. as a distraction, if the off-field, we'll just say if there's off-field drama that becomes a distraction, let's say, hypothetically, the night before the biggest game of the year, and you will go out and put up 10 points and get run at home, then I get where Diggs is frustrated. Mm-hmm. We don't really hear about Diggs' off-field drama. We hear about Diggs' on-field drama, wanting to be compet- winning, compet- competitiveness, diva, blah, blah, blah. But as far as we know, as a citizen, he keeps his nose clean, takes care of his body, takes care of himself, handles his business, keeps out of harm's way. Doesn't make bad decisions. Do other teammates do the same? And do they take they, it as seriously, seriously as, as he does? Yeah. Do they take it as seriously as he? Are you going to let something like that ruin our chances of winning? I, How dare you? I will entertain that. That what happened in that game, if somebody wasn't completely dialed in and preparing the way they should, and then when the result is there, the distractions. It, it's it's Stefan Diggs when you, you you're referencing that blow up at the end. The game's over at that point. There's no adjustments. There's no anything. Stefan Diggs is letting somebody have it because he's not happy. That's right. That's all. All right. We'll get to more uh, from today's 
Diggs-less minicamp session. And who knows? Perino brought it up. He's He might be there tomorrow. Maybe everything gets worked out tonight. We'll see. Uh, we've got some takes on tap next with I'll Drink to That, including a six-pack of best bets. We could see a Stanley Cup champion crowned tonight. Brace yourself. Um, I'm <laughs> Look, we're all going to revisit the Eichel thing, but I'm going to try to redirect your emotions to a different place here and explain why. And the player all of a sudden that stands to not benefit, but... And it's not Gabe Davis, a player I'm going to be watching here on the Bills' offensive side. All right, and I've got my best bets tonight's uh, plays in the NHL and also Major League Baseball. That's coming up with a six-pack of best bets. Because you're in the uh, danger zone! I got to mention, it's $5 Dinger Tuesday on FanDuel Sportsbook. Mike Danger for FanDuel, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Why I love Dinger Tuesdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Every Tuesday, all customers get $5 in bonus bets back for every home home run hit by both teams when you place a $25 to hit a home run wager on Major League Baseball games. And the best part about Dinger Tuesdays is even if your bet loses, FanDuel will pay you $5 for every home run. So I've got a couple of plays for you to consider for Dinger Tuesdays on FanDuel, and I'll share those with you. There's a couple of games where I think you could be seeing some teams go yard uh, tonight in the action that we have uh, on deck here in Major League Baseball. You can cash in on Dinger Tuesdays as well. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than America's number one sports book. Head over to your FanDuel account or download the FanDuel Sportsbook app by going to FanDuel.com slash Mike. Pick up your home run hitter and that's FanDuel.com slash Mike. 21 plus and physically present in New York. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $25. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.